this is now a live streamed show. Um, the live streaming is a little inconsistent, but uh, all my listeners, if you would like to help me out with the live stream, Twitch TV no Twitch TV slash the Homes Politicast. Uh, you can follow me there. It'll give you a notification when I'm live. Uh, I go live uh, throughout the week as well. Just you know, live react to the news. I like to get your opinions, your comments, um, maybe stories that you've heard. Um, also, my Twitter, all my followers are from Michigan. Well, most of my followers are from Michigan. So, go to my Twitter, follow that. Um, I'm following a ton of people from Michigan. I think almost exclusively people from Michigan. So, make make your Twitter local again. Um, follow your local officials, Michigan. Uh, don't worry about the 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 national because we can pressure national if we have local support so get on the local that's my soapbox for twitch done with that okay the science followed by governor gretchen whitmer seems to be changing at almost the same rate as she is caught ignoring it a criminal lawsuit is filed by a lawyer against whitmer hastings is allowing students to run the show instead of leading their students and anandan that's me has been vindicated. That's right, vindicated. In statements made throughout last year on masks and throughout this year on vaccines. Also, any comments that are uh, regressive and backwards enough will be read on the show. All right, so you can leave comments right here. This this is this is where I will see the com- Actually, you can't leave them there. I will see them there. But if you leave comments here that are sufficiently uh, regressive and backwards. Then uh, we have a segment at the end of the show where I will read all of the regressive Neanderthal comments and uh, we will, you know, fight back against big text tyranny. All right. Oh, ooh, I need an opening. Oh, yeah. That's the sound you like to hear. All right. I'm actually doing a show again on Friday. Yay! Did it twice in a row. I'm excited. All right. So, um, I want to start today with this video of a mom in East China School District. Uh, They had a board meeting. East China is not actually, you know, across the the pond there. It's uh, right here in Michigan. So, this lady's talking to the board, and she is not happy. Uh, let's let's take a listen at what at what she has to say. I wanted to come here and speak just from the heart. Okay, see how this works. And just a second ago, you had us just all stand and we set up pledge allegiance to the flag, right? In that line, we said liberty, right? I also have a mask for my daughter. This is from a sixth grader that she wears at her school every day. It's disgusting. It's disgusting. This is what we are telling our kids makes adults feel safe. If your staff and your teachers, and I love them, I moved to this district because you guys are doing an excellent job, but if you think this makes them feel safe, that defies common sense. It defies common sense. This is, it's terrible. Okay. Ms. Cybola, you did your bond request a couple years ago last year, and I trusted you, right? First it was no, I go around. I get everybody trust you, right? We have to have trust between you and all these people, right? Or it's not gonna work. We're not gonna have young ladies like this lady sitting here 
intelligent, smart, speaks well, right? That's what we want from our schools. I've been a prosecutor for 15 years. I've done 150 homicides. I've done over 1,000 jury trials in Wayne County. I walked into this room more nervous than I ever have been. I've done multimedia cases, America's Most Wanted. Why am I shaking right now? Because it's never been this important. It's never been as important as it is right now for me to speak to you and tell you, you gotta take the mask off my kid, okay? It makes me wanna cry, it makes me upset. Why? Because I got a six-year-old with eyes that are blue as the ocean, hair as blonde as the hay. Her biggest thing when she found out she gets to go to kindergarten, you should have seen that smile. Break your heart. You don't see that smile. I asked her, what do you want me to say today? What do you want me to say? She said, Mom, don't worry about me, but can you tell them to ask, let the lunch ladies have their masks off too? Can you tell them I want to see Miss Malbert smile? That's from the mouths of babes, right? That's what we stand for. That's why we pledge allegiance. That's why we live in this country. Because it's the best damn country there is, and we're letting people tell us to do wrong. We don't do wrong just because someone tells us. Thankfully, you guys didn't make our kids wear masks at recess, right? Now you got these other districts. Well, maybe we could take them off. No, duh, okay? We're asking you, stop restraining them. This is not liberty. This is a restraint. I'm begging you. I don't want to take my daughter out. I just retired from the prosecutor's office. I can teach her all day, but I can't socialize her. I can't teach her how to work with a group yes, of tennis can. her whole life and become that star that she gets to be. Yes, you could. I can't do that alone at 4723 Marsh Road. I can't do that myself. Right? Ooh. So uh, when you guys you want your bond, I trust you. Right? Miss Malberg needs something for her class. They put it on that. I pie the whole thing. No problem. You want a raffle because we can't get close? Here's $300. I don't care. Whatever it takes for you guys to need, because I trust you. We need you to trust us. We need you to trust us. My kid comes home crying. She said, Mom, I can't wear it. Mom, I can't wear it, Mom. Ellie, you don't have to wear it, baby. I'll take you out. Mom, I want to be with my friends. I just want to make friends. She was an only child. Now she's got a, a little brother. She just wants to make friends. We need you to trust us. I understand the state helps fund. I get that. There. You know what the state gets? They okay, so she's made her point very well. Um, a little off, you know, she definitely can socialize her child. There are homeschool communities. You can, you can talk to, uh, other people that are doing it. Um, like it, it's not that hard to socialize your child as a homeschool, uh, parent. So yeah, she retired from the prosecutor's office just recently. I, I would encourage her to, yeah, yank your child out of that school, get involved in a homeschool community. She will be taught better. So, um, good for her for standing up to the school board and talking and talking about what's going on. Um, all right. So next Hastings, um, so Hastings allows their students to walk out for not flying a flag. <clears throat> now, I am in the schools right now, and I am going to be a teacher very soon. 
And this is not leadership. No matter how you feel about homosexuality, no matter how you feel about um, flags, allowing your students to pressure you like this. Like, so we just showed a video of a parent that was very upset. Now, students, they get upset about everything. They're unable to control their emotions as well as adults, generally. Um, they're not as intelligent. They have no idea what's going on in the world. I know, <laughs> because I, I talk to a lot of kids. Okay? More than 100 students walked out of Hastings uh, demanding change to ensure that they feel included. So... Um, so 4,300 students in Hastings school and a hundred of them walked out, right? That's, that's ridiculous. If you don't want to be here and learn as a student, if that, if your education is that unimportant to you, that you feel like you need a rainbow flag flying in front of the school, then, you know, as a teacher, I would say, fine, I won't teach you. You come to me. If you want education, I don't go crawling to you for education. We've got this whole education thing backwards in the United States. Um, teachers think that they need to give, you know, parenting advice because parents don't give parenting advice. Parents are deciding that teachers need to do their jobs, um, socializing their children, um, as as we just saw. The entire system is backwards. Education should be primarily from the parent. And then if a child wants specialized education, they can go to a master at that specialization and they can learn. That's how most universities started. That was the plan. Now, it's just commercialized. We, we specialize and we, we um, indoctrinate and we inculcate all these, or we used to inculcate a lot of virtues. Um, now it's more, um, you know, pushing on society, whatever the uh, new fad is of the day. <clears throat> but just as as an up and coming teacher this this is abhorrent and uh I don't know. I would I think I would walk out. I'm pretty sure I would. Alright. So the group of students who organized the walkout all identify as members of the LGBTQ community. So when teachers were told by the district to take down pride flags in their classrooms last week, the students say they immediately felt less safe. Well, if a flag makes you feel safe um, the stars and stripes guarantee your freedom. And if you don't believe that, that's a you problem. All right, there are just a lot of people who are hateful toward our community, and it just hurts. It's not okay at all, Hannah Van, also a junior, said. And having the pride flag being taken down kind of says the hateful people, they won against us, and that's not okay. Nope, it's just school policy. If, if that's how you feel then you need your emotions changed. That's not a society problem. Instead of stopping the peaceful protest, the high school principal and the Hastings Area School System superintendent attended to hear what they had to say. I sat down with many of these students after school, probably for an hour and a half, two hours, and I was just listening to their concerns over the policy, Superintendent Matt Goebel said. Obviously, this means a great deal to them, and if it means a great deal to them, it means a great deal to me. 
Um, Goebel says it's his. Oh, here we go. Here we go. Here's the purpose. It's his job to make sure all students feel safe, respected, and a sense of belonging while following school policy and procedures. That is a far cry from educating students. Like, the superintendent's job is not to maximize the education of the students. It's this. That's not right. That's not a right philosophy. So, yeah, I realize this was said, you know, out of context. If you asked him what is his primary job, I'm sure he would say educating students. But this is what the paper latches onto. This is what the paper promotes. You know, even Wood TV8, they, they, they latch onto the wrong things because they're just reporters. What can you expect from them? They were, they were never trained in philosophy. They don't know what philosophies are good. They don't know how to pick people's conversations apart for the important things. They know how to pick people's apart for heartstring things. So I don't really actually blame the reporter on this one. Um, you know, they're, they're just uneducated. So Hastings School, well, my child, my child isn't going to any uh, public school, but certainly not Hastings. Okay. Get rid of that now. All right, so I tried to save this. I should have done this first, actually, because now I'm all fired up about Hastings, and I've got to be respectful toward. Actually, you know what? Okay, I'm gonna do my vindication first. Vindication hour. All right. So from the Daily Wire, study finds face masks didn't slow the spread of COVID-19. Boom. I know. Okay. The first ecological study of state mask mandates and their use to include data from the winter case spikes from the winter case spike has found that widespread mask wearing likely didn't slow the spread of COVID-19. The study conducted by the University of Louisville using data from the Centers of Disease Control and Prevention, found that 80% of U.S. state ma states mandated masks during the COVID-19 pandemic. But while mandates induced greater mask compliance, they did not predict lower growth rates when community spread was low or high. The study also found that mask mandates in use are not associated with lower SARS-CoV-2 spread among the u.s states all right that's that's uh exactly what i've been saying for a year and you know how i figured that out um i was told that the mat or that the virus was small enough to hang in the air like it's it's that small okay but the, because that's what is dependent really on airborne transmission is it has to be small enough to attach to air particles right so if it's bigger than air particles it can't hang in the air so this thing is small enough to hang in air particles so anything you put on your face that is not airtight will not stop the spread at all as dr fauci said well maybe stop a droplet or something you know because 
<laughs> that, that's just common sense. So I, I guess I guess I feel vindicated now because I've been called um, an anti-vaxxer and a conspiracy theorist for a year now, and uh, I was right. So the study noted that masks may promote social cohesion as rallying symbols during a pandemic. But risk compensation can also occur. So it can be a rallying symbol. That's about all the good it does. But even that uh, that benefit comes with risks. So prolonged mask use, greater than four hours per day, promotes facial alkalinization, alkalinization and inadvertently encourages dehydration, which in turn can enhance barrier breakdown and bacterial infection risk. British clinicals have reported masks to increase headaches and sweating and decrease cognitive precision. Survey bias notwithstanding, these sequelae are associated with medical errors. By obscuring nonverbal communications, masks interfere with social learning in children. Likewise, masks can distort verbal speech and remove visual cues to the detriment of individuals with hearing loss Clear face shields improve visual integration, but there is a corresponding loss of sound quality. So, it's saying that increased headaches, sweating, and decreased cognitive precision are medical errors. But, uh, these other things, um, you know, removing verbal cues, um, and, and as, uh, as the lady earlier said, you know, the children want to see our faces. Um, when I'm talking to children, I don't have a mask over my face. When I need their eyes and I need them to pay attention, I take, I pull my mask down. I say, eyes up here, eyes up here. And they need that. They need that sociability. They need that. They, I mean, they need to see my face. They need to understand that I am here to help them. Um, and a mask just puts a barrier up there. So, the research also found that mask mandates were, quote, poor predictors of COVID-19 spread. In summary, mask mandates and use were poor predictors of COVID-19 spread in the, United, in the U.S. states. Case growth was independent of mandates, and low and high rates of community spread and mask use did not predict case growth during the summer or fall-winter waves. Strengths of our study include using two mask metrics to evaluate association with COVID-19 growth rates, measuring normalized case growth in mandate and non-mandate states at comparable times to quantify the likely effect of mandates, and decon deconvolving the effect of mask by examining case growth in states with variable mask use. So, what was that gobbledygook? Um, that was scientific terms for, uh, we looked at states with mask mandates and without mask mandates and people said that the states without mask mandates were going to get spikes and actually the states with mask mandates got spikes. So, but actually that everybody got spikes. So it, there was no difference between states using masks and not using masks. Okay. That's what the, the study is saying. So, um, Yes, I feel vindicated. I've been saying this for a year. Um, I've been attacked viciously for it. And uh, 
So that feels good. It feels good to finally, you know, I, I was waiting for this study to come out for so long. Um, so that is, that is great. I'm glad the Daily Wire at least will report on something. Um, and now that I feel better, <laughs> we can get to this lawsuit against Governor Whitmer. Okay, so we've talked quite a bit about uh, how Governor Whitmer seems to be changing her policies more based on how she, you know, which one she gets caught breaking um, rather than the science behind everything. And the latest example of this was the six table or the six, uh, the six people at a table mandate. Um, Governor Whitmer was caught with over 12, I think. Um, 12, it was 12 or 13. And so, oh, that's, that's not why she be, she's being sued. That's, that's just lead up to it. Um, I mean, there was, there was, there have been other cases, uh, her travel, um, her husband, you know, making jokes about, Hey, we can, we can do this, right? Cause I'm the governor's husband. Um, like just the, her entire demeanor throughout this entire thing, you know, not being in masks every time there's a gathering, um, when the cameras are off, you know, there's just so many telling things that governor Whitmer does that, really say to the population I'm not scared so when the governor is telling us with her actions I'm not scared but is then telling us you need to be scared and you need to follow these guidelines well that kind of annoys a lot of people so this guy um, is demanding uh, misconduct prosecution so a Michigan attorney is demanding the criminal prosecution of Governor Gretchen Whitmer under the state penal code because she allegedly violated campaign finance rules as well as pandemic orders she issued for failing to self-quarantine after returning from a Florida vacation. Matthew DiPerno, who operates a law office in Portage, took to Twitter last week a copy of the letter he sent to Attorney General Dana Nessel asking for Whitmer's prosecution under state statute MCL 750.505. Our governor, Gretchen Whitmer, appears to just not care about the orders that she has imposed on people and she's willing to break them when it comes to herself, DePerno said. She's doing a lot of damage to the state and to people personally and financially. MCL 750.505 allows for the indictment of common law offenses and carries with it a $10,000 fine or five years of imprisonment for both. It is a common law misconduct in office statute, DiPerno told Legal Newsline. There doesn't have to be a traditional crime committed. Misconduct in office centers fully around the idea of an elected official doing something that's inappropriate. So this isn't going to go anywhere. Governor Whitmer's not going to be, you know, carted off to jail. Um, so don't get your hopes up. But um. Yeah, Nessa's already declined to launch a criminal investigation um, for the nursing home policies. Um, I'm not convinced that. Oh, excuse me, I am so sorry. I'm not convinced that this one's going anywhere either. Uh, 
So, I mean, if it does, I'm sure I'll see it because I follow this guy, the guy that's uh, doing it, Matthew DiPerno, um, on Twitter. So, I'm sure I'll see the update as soon as Dana Nessel, you know, punches it down and says, you know, nope, we're not doing that. Um, all right. Here we go. Even a mild case of COVID-19 can create antibodies that could give you lifetime protection from the virus, according to a new study. Months after recovering from mild cases of COVID-19, people still have immune cells in their body pumping out antibodies against the virus that causes COVID-19. According to a study from researchers at Washington University, excuse me, so sorry, School of Medicine in St. Louis, study finds reports such cells could persist for a lifetime, churning out antibodies all the while. The study's findings were published on Monday in the journal Nature. The researchers said there is evidence that immunity triggered by COVID-19 infections will be, quote, extraordinarily long-lasting. Last fall, there were reports that antibodies wane quickly after infections with the virus that caused COVID-19, and mainstream media interpreted that to mean that immunity was not long-lived, said senior author Annie Ellie Betty, an associate professor of pathology and immunology. But that's a misinterpretation of the data. It's normal for antibody levels to go down after acute infection, but they don't go down to zero, they plateau. Here we found antibody-producing cells in people 11 months after first symptoms. These cells, were, these cells will live and produce antibodies for the rest of pe the people's lives. That's strong evidence for long-lasting immunity. Elabetti said that after COVID-19 clears up, special immune cells called long-lived plasma cells move to the bone marrow where they then manufacture low levels of COVID antibodies to help prevent reinfection with the virus. All right. So, um, looks like we don't need the poke. So, why are they pushing the poke on us so hard? Why are they pushing this man-made vaccine on us when God gives us a vaccine? Herd immunity was talked about in the beginning because it is a natural vaccine. This, this radical, de I, I wouldn't even say dependent, this radical cult worship of vaccines and man-made things over what God gives us is concerning. It's ridiculous. Um, our media should be ashamed of pushing it. So should our elected officials, but I'm trying to be as respectful to them as I can. Um, but we need, as a society, to trust men a little bit less. Even men in lab coats are still men. Okay, they're still depraved. They're still sinners. They're self-interested. They're self-motivated. Um, they're definitely probably motivated by profit. So, if a guy in a white lab coat that makes a vaccine says, 
Oh yeah, where our vaccine is much better than your natural antibodies. Be suspicious of that guy. Alright? I tell you to be suspicious of everybody. You know, suspicious of me, um, the Daily Wire. I'm still suspicious of them. Right? Even, Even though they've never lied to me. And every time they get a story wrong... Um, they correct it publicly, openly, loudly. So that's why I trust them, but I still verify everything they say. So feels good to be vindicated on, uh, the antibodies. I have those. Um, yeah, I should go get an antibody test at some point. So... In stark contrast to the Daily Wire, um, giving us hope that our antibodies are going to be good. Uh, this opinion piece from the Detroit Free Press uh, is not so hopeful. All right, let's dive into it. Sorry, we're going to end the show with this. Actually, uh, yeah, we're going to end the show with this. So, we are hearing all over America that the COVID-19 pandemic is ending as deaths and hospitalizations are declining and restrictions are loosening. This certainly seems to be true, but please don't tell that to my 85-year-old patient with cancer. I admitted him to the hospital and diagnosed him with the coronavirus on Sunday. By Monday, he was only one step away from intubation. Turns out his daughter did not believe in getting her family vaccinated so she hadn't received his shots. Oh, so he hadn't received his shots. And don't say the United States is done with COVID-19 to the mother from India who was fully vaccinated with the AstraZeneca shot and she flew here to visit her sons. I admitted her shortly after her arrival a month ago and she has now been on a ventilator for three weeks. She recently, wait, wait, fully vaccinated on a ventilator? Fully vaccinated on a ventilator. This this is the this is the second paragraph. Fully vaccinated, now on a ventilator. So you should get vaccinated. I'm astounded that Dr. Thomas K. Liu would not make. Okay, maybe he does. Maybe he addresses it later. Um, remarkably, she tested positive for the California variant of COVID-19. This means she did not become infected in India, where the outbreak remains rampant and uncontrolled, but rather here in America, more than likely from an unvaccinated individual. Bum, bum, bum. Doof. Um, so I thought the vaccines were... Uh, effective against variants could just be that the vaccine didn't work because sometimes they don't take you know how often your immune system doesn't take zero percent of the time oh also white power because <laughs> right right because that's white power okay um remarkable oh so i did the okay 
the okay symbol to say zero, and then I realized how racist it was, so I had to acknowledge my racism. I'm sorry. So for my audio listeners, uh, sorry if that just sounded out of the blue. Uh, so when I, yeah, when I said zero, I was holding that up. And uh, so for my camera listeners, uh, th- yeah, not white power, obviously. <laughs> All right. So remarkably, uh, I already did that one. Okay, so. The daughter of my elderly patient with cancer was almost certainly passed COVID-19 to him. She told me she refused the vaccine because of the newness and unknown safety of the vaccine. But by now, after hundreds of millions of vaccinations, the shots have proven track record for safety and efficacy. Well, no, they don't. That's that's just a lie. A proven track record of safety and efficacy? We've been hearing some kind of interesting things from people getting vaccinated. At least I have. Because I read through leftist sites, I so let's see. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually pull this up on Facebook because Michael Arnold's group, like even they post stuff that's like, "Hey, I got the vaccine and uh, now I'm like dying. My arm fell off and my leg is bleeding on it, out of my toes." And I'm not sure, but uh, has anybody else uh, has anybody else experienced anything? Um, 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 like this with the um, uh, the vaccine. And I'm like, like they they look ter. It looks like they're wording it so that they, um, oh, uh. Okay, so yeah, even these people are hearing of the vaccine causing heart val- her heart issues. Um, let's see. It's getting close. I know there was one. I'm not seeing it. Maybe they did delete it. That would be sad. But anyway, I've been seeing a lot of people that have... And you know what? If you have, send them to me. Uh, send me screenshots of all those things. Because uh, there have been a lot of people experiencing a lot of issues with the vaccine. Um, I've seen... Oh, cool. I've seen... All kinds of uh, reports of heart problems, uh, reports of infertility, um, reports of um, brain aneurysms in uh, what was it? What was it? Johnson and Johnson. Um, so this guy is just is just pushing vaccines because I mean, all right, you're. I'm sorry, but if 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 the entire society is going to conform themselves around your 85-year-old patient with cancer? He's not long for this world anyway. Should we really stop everything for this guy? I feel bad for him. Death is awful. He's 85 with cancer. What are you even talking about? What are you even talking about? The Detroit Free Press would be ashamed to run this. Okay. 
Um, I am, I am going to cut the show there because uh, that is that is where we need to stop it. Um, let's let's check out a couple of these other ones. I like that one. Um, no, no. Those aren't trumpet sounds. Okay. So, um, yes, that's the show for today. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, I got no comments on this live stream, so that's okay. We will be back again next week, Friday, at 4 o'clock. Next week, Friday, 4 o'clock, I believe. I'm going to put it in my, let's see, let's see, I'm going to check my calendar. Check my calendar for next weekend. Friday. I am dog sitting. So, yes, Friday at four, next week, we will be back with the Holmes Politicast. I will see you then. Godspeed, everybody. Oh, shoot, I closed it. There it is.